From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. Here we are, the news you can trust. It's national news for week commencing September 11, 2016. I'm Graham, VK4BB. ACMA product supply and compliance campaign. The ACMA has made the focus of its attention the spectrum of 902 to 925 MHz during 2015-2016. The ACMA identified compliance with radio communications, transmitter licensing arrangements right across Australia in a multi-pronged program. It visited 32 sites, did an audit of suppliers, issued 57 warning notices and 10 infringement notices with fines of more than $23,000. The ACMA has raised awareness with key stakeholders as it continues to monitor the spectrum. More on this 33-centimetre band and plans for we radio amateurs when Roger Harrison, VK2ZRH from the WIA Spectrum Strategy Committee, comes to our news mic. Are your details correct on the WIA membership records? In this digital age, it's important to be correctly recorded with your current postal and email addresses to make sure you are kept informed. The problem is made more difficult because of an anti-spam measure used by some internet service providers to no longer bounce invalid email addresses and organisations are unaware of changes to email addresses. This can and does affect membership renewal notices and the services through the membership management system that we call Memnet. It's easy to check your records online through Memnet and the small number who don't use email can update their details by using the member inquiry form. Memnet was launched two years ago and has about 75% of the membership registered. It has now been substantially upgraded, reflecting the comments received, making it more user-friendly. It enables the digital edition of Amateur Radio magazine to be downloaded, participation in the WIA awards program and much, much more. Get with the digital age by registering with Memnet today or check that your details are correct. This is Roger Harrison, VK2ZRH, from the WIA Spectrum Strategy Committee with further words on the WIA's licence conditions submission to the ACMA. Access to a variety of frequency bands throughout the radio frequency spectrum is at the heart of amateur radio. This affords every licensed amateur the opportunity to explore, experiment and to learn for themselves about the characteristics and applications of different parts of the spectrum. Last week I covered some key issues to do with the new 60 metre amateur allocation gained at the 2015 World Radio Conference. I also touched on the WIA's proposal to obtain another new amateur band for Australia at 70 megs. Many countries throughout Region 1, which covers Europe, Africa and the Mediterranean, have an amateur allocation at 70 megs. But Region 2, which includes the North and South American continents, does not. And nor does Region 3, our region, covering the whole of Asia, the Western Pacific and Australia. But some experiments on 70 megs by amateurs have been conducted in both regions 2 and 3. From the reported experience of European and African amateurs, the local and long distance propagation experienced on 70 megs has both similarities and differences compared with the 6 metre and 2 metre amateur bands above and below. With fresh fields to explore at 70 megs, the WIA submission proposes an allocation that generally aligns with the amateur allocations provided across Region 1. 
The WA submission also proposes another new band at 918 to 926MHz, preferably aligned with or overlapping amateur allocations in other countries. New Zealand and the USA and Canada have allocations in what is named the 33cm band. In the USA and Canada, it covers 902 to 928 MHz. It is shared with short-range industrial data communications devices, RFID and the like. In New Zealand, our ZL brothers and sisters have access to 921 to 928 MHz. In Australia, 915 to 928 MHz has many claimants, including defence and short-range industrial-type networks, similar to the USA. We share bands in the microwave spectrum with industrial, scientific, medical applications and the proposal is to mirror this in the 900 MHz or 33cm band. At the other end of the spectrum, the WIA is seeking to extend the 160m and 80m bands. It has noticed that use of the medium frequency spectrum above our current 160m band has declined, hence the WIA is seeking to obtain a wider band. We note that the ZL's 160m band covers 1800 to 1950 kHz. Likewise, the WIA is seeking a little more living room on the 80m band above 3700 kHz. However, there are a few allocations here to other services which have to be taken into consideration. Wherever we look across the spectrum, someone else has an interest, an allocation or a claim. In every instance where the amateur radio community may wish to explore new territory, the interests of other users need to be considered and taken into account, and that includes the near neighbours on adjacent frequency bands. While we will have a new Radio Communications Act and a new licensing system in Australia within a comparatively short time, methodically going through all the necessary processes to gain access to new frequency bands will take time. In some instances, a lot of time. Even where, as in the case of 60 metres, an allocation has been wrangled through the international arena at an ITU World Radio Communications Conference. It is timely to remind everyone that it took some years to gain access to the WAC bands on HF and even to the top 200 kilohertz of 40 metres, from 7100 to 7300 kilohertz. Okay, that's it for this week. Next time, I'll highlight what the Institute is seeking for foundation licensees, a perennial topic. This has been Roger Harrison, VK2ZRH, for VK1WIA News. Hello, this is Phil Waite, VK2ASD, President of the WIA. I'd like to tell you about some of the things discussed at our August board meeting. We are now seeing a real difference of opinion between WIA directors concerning the operation of the WIA and during last month's August 16 board meeting there was a motion of no confidence in the current board. The director moving the motion expressed the view that he was very concerned the board was not acting in the best interests of the WIA and in view of its incapacity of acting properly it should resign. An independent administrator be appointed to run the business of the WIA and elections held. The motion was put and defeated five votes to two. No doubt this will continue to play out as the year progresses, but let me assure you that all WIA directors have the best interests of the WIA and amateur radio at heart, and the WIA will emerge from this period as strong and able to represent its members as always.
That same WIA board meeting discussed and approved a STEAM symposium to be held in November this year with the intention of bringing together those radio amateurs who are interested or already have involvement in youth education. It's hoped that by sharing ideas we can develop some workable strategies for amateur radio's involvement in the STEAM program in schools. The board also accepted the recommendation of the Special Grants Committee and is pleased to announce the successful applicant is the Geelong Amateur Radio Club. The grant of $770 is for the funding of Stage 2 of the erection of a mast in the grounds of the Queenscliff Maritime Museum, both for club activities and as an additional public and educational attraction for the museum. The board also resolved to move ahead with an optional paper copy opt-out for AR Magazine. At this meeting, the board was briefed on the mechanics of the proposal and it was determined that there are no serious impediments. AR Paper Opt-Out has now been implemented and members can now choose to opt out of receiving the printed copy of AR Magazine simply by logging into Memnet and selecting the opt-out option. Those members will then only receive the digital edition. Members who still wish to receive the paper edition will not be affected. So as you can see, there's many developments happening at the WIA right now. Many of them are positive, but I think it's fair to say we're going to be going through a difficult period. This is Phil Waite, VK2ASD for the WIA. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. Across VK we go and the Battle of Long Tan commemoration continues. The marking of the 50th anniversary of the Battle of Long Tan during the Vietnam War is continuing with the three stations reporting difficult propagation at most times. Mal VK6LC reports that operators at VI6BLT50 are averaging only a few hours openings a day, mostly to Europe on the 20 metre band. Phil VK6GX is still pounding away on CW and Martin VK6RC fills the gaps in the evening. The dedicated commemoration by the VI6BLT50 team has tried the weak signal PSK31 mode with over 300 contacts made already. In Queensland, VI4BLT50 is on air with poor band conditions, although contacts are still being made with VKZL and overseas stations. Dale VK4DMC reports that despite the conditions, the response received during QSOs has been very encouraging. Ted VK1TX is also putting VI1BLT50 on air and experiencing the same propagation from Canberra. The WIA obtained call signs are on air for 30 days and listed at qrz.com. The hills are alive with the sound of SOTA. The Bendigo Amateur Radio and Electronics Club invites the public to the Hills Are Alive with the Sound of SOTA, a presentation by Cole Herbert, VK3 LED. SOTA, or Summits on the Air, is an award scheme for radio operators and shortwave listeners that encourages portable operations in mountainous areas. It is a great activity, both outdoor and indoor, which promotes the use of amateur radio. The presentation will include information and practical demonstrations about how to join, what equipment is needed, awards, logging rules, mapping of soda peaks with Google Earth and a display of various portable equipment. The evening commences at 7.30pm Friday, September 16 at the First Bendigo Scout Hall. That's in 17 Vine Street and a gold coin donation would be appreciated. 
For more information, contact Cole Herbert, VK3LED. Andrew Carmichael, Secretary of Weiss and SA, reminds all that the Rally of South Australia event is happening this weekend, Saturday 10 and Sunday 11. More than 39 amateur radio volunteers are assisting Weiss and SA with safety at this car event and please be aware that many UHF and VHF frequencies are in use in the area which includes Mount Crawford and Mount Pleasant. Please avoid interference. Any questions on frequencies being used and anything else, contact VK5WIE, the base station, via the VK5RHO repeater. Foundations of Amateur Radio If you're into contesting, you're likely to have heard of a thing called the Super Check Partial List. And if you haven't, then you should. It's a simple thing, maintained by Stu Kilo 6 Tango Uniform. It contains a rolling list of the call signs of all the stations that appeared in a minimum of six contest logs as a workstation over the past two years. That means several things. First of all, it means that you need to make contacts. Then, each of your contacts needs to submit their log, and it has to happen on a regular basis. If all that works, you end up with a text file that has some 43,000 call signs in it. This is a useful tool if you have logging software that can use the list to do partial matches on call signs. If your call sign is only partially heard, let's say the other station only hears the Lima Alpha Bravo out of the whole call sign, Victor Kilo 6, Foxtrot Lima Alpha Bravo, it might return two or three hits and that might be enough to narrow down your whole call sign. So instead of the backwards and forwards exchanging letters, the other station might be able to give you a contest number in one hit. If you're into contesting, that's a big deal. But it's not just for contesting. If you're into DXing, it might also help you, since the SuperCheck partial list is commonly used in day-to-day DX operation. So you might find yourself with a brand new country on your DXCC because you are actively contesting, making contacts and appearing in other people's logs. Now for the catch. This only works if you actually submit your log to Stu. So every time you do a contest, take an extra moment to also submit your log to the SuperCheck Partial Robot, lovingly processing your log file via email. The address is logs at supercheckpartial.com. That was logs at supercheckpartial.com. Stu mentions that VK and ZL are severely underrepresented, so put your log into the system and reap the rewards. SuperCheck Partial, a free service by another volunteer radio amateur like you. I'm Ono, Victor Kilo 6, Foxtrot, Lima, Alpha, Bravo. Locally produced, nationally voiced, globally heard. We are VK1 WIA. International news with thanks to IARU, RSGB, SARL, Southgate Amateur Radio Club, ARRL, Amateur Radio Newsline. NZART and the worldwide sources of the WIA. I'm Jason VK2LAW. IARU Region 3 Honours Achiever. The Wireless Institute of Australia initiated the Michael J. Owen plaque to recognise excellent single operator achievement within Region 3 during the IARU HF Championship. IARU Region Director Peter Young, VK3 Mike Victor, had the pleasure of presenting the 2015 plaque at the Ham Fair in Tokyo. Champ Mwan Gampun, Echo 21 Echo India Charlie, won the prestigious award for his achievement as single operator of X-Ray Whiskey 1 India Charlie in Laos. The plaque, started in 2013 by the WIA, is in honour of Michael J. Owen, who served both the IARU and the WIA over many years. 
A New York City man faces a fine of $23,000 for operating on amateur radio frequencies without a licence and for transmitting a false officer in distress call on a New York City Police Department radio channel. The FCC issued a notice of apparent liability for forfeiture, NAL, August 31, to Daniel DeLise of Astoria. It details a history of complaints and alleged illegal radio operation on DeLise's part that dates back to 2012. NYPD informed an FCC field agent that it had taken DeLise into custody for sending out false radio transmissions over the NYPD radio system and for possessing radios capable of operating on NYPD frequencies in violation of state law. According to the NYPD, a call had gone out reporting an officer in need and the responding officer spotted Delise speaking into a radio. The police report said Delise admitted to making the transmission and that he told officers that he had more radios and would continue to transmit on police frequencies. After obtaining a warrant, the NYPD confiscated all radio transmitting equipment from Delise's apartment including 14 radios capable of operating on NYPD frequencies. Delise is now serving prison time resulting from the false police call and his guilty pleas to other charges. Fox 1 Cliff and Fox 1D schedule under review. As a consequence of the anomaly during the static fire test of the SpaceX Falcon 9 on September 1, 2016, the planned integration of Fox 1 Cliff and Fox 1D on the spaceflight Sherpa has been postponed. AMSAT will provide updates regarding the schedule for Fox 1 Cliff and Fox 1D activities when further information is available. New antenna may change mobile technology. Current mobile phone antennas are adjusted or tuned using analog methods, but researchers at Finland's Alto University claim to now have a digitally controlled antenna. The new antenna could make obsolete the numerous analogue components now used to tune traditional antennas. The extra space created by the digital electronic antenna has 5G phone makers thinking of the possibilities, particularly with its claim of greater bandwidth, a higher data transfer speed and improved efficiency. Airlines to track bags by radio chips A technology being tested by airlines is to embed a radio frequency ID chip into luggage tags to help track misplaced or lost bags. The RFID tags ensure suitcases move quickly and accurately through the baggage system. It can also transmit a GPS and Bluetooth signal to alert passengers that their luggage is on a carousel. And a traveller tip until all airlines go RFI fly and that is to always remove all tags and barcodes from your cases as soon as you reach your destination. Leave nothing to chance. About 23 million pieces of luggage are lost or delayed worldwide each year. Meantime, another use of RFID technology is the National Livestock Identification System for biosecurity and food safety reasons. In Sydney, I'm Jason, VK2LAW. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. Operational News on Felix, VK4FUQ 2016. 
September 23, 25, D-Star, Digital Amateur Radio, QSO Party. September 23, 24, World Digital ATV, DATV, QSO Party. October the 8th is the Radio Amateur's Old Timers, QSO Party. October 1st, two full weekends is the WIA's Oceania Dex Contest, phone October 1 and 2, CWA the 9th of October. November 26-27, WIA VHF UHF Spring Field Day. And in 2017, the operational dates received the date are January, it's the WIA's Ross Hull Memorial VHF UHF Contest. Ham Radio on the Ferries, 12th of March. WIA's John Moore Memorial Field Day, 18th 19th March 2017. WIA's Harry Angel Memorial 80 Minute Sprint, so they made the 6th 10 to 11.46 UTC. VK Shires, June 10 and 11. Trans Tasman Low Band Contest 160 Saturday 9th July 15 and start time is 0800 hours UTC and finish time is 1400 hours UTC. 1010 International Summer Contest August 5 and 6. WIA's Flagship Contest The Remembrance Day Contest 12th and 13th of August. Impersonators Galore wanted for the Talk Like a Pirate Day Contest. Serving the northern beaches and north shore areas of Sydney and VK2, the Manly Warringah Radio Society will hold the famous flagpole contest Saturday, September the 17th. To celebrate International Talk Like a Pirate Day, the club will have its annual contest and welcomes those with and without a flagpole. Prepare your flags, flagpoles and portable stations, plus start practising your long John Silver impressions. Ah! It all started when two club members got a flagpole for their portable operation, and it really caught on almost two dozen bought in a group by. This is a fun, and as you can see, not too serious contest. More about it than the contest rules for September 17 can be found on the Manly Warringah Radio Society website. Federal Republic of Germany, DA. Special event station, DR777RI, is QRV until the end of 2016 to mark the 777th anniversary of the town of Brindlin. QSL via DL8OBQ. German team head for the Isle of Man. A German group will be active as MD stroke home call from the Isle of Man, EU116, between September the 23rd and October the 4th. The Isle of Man is situated in the Irish Sea, approximately halfway between northwest England and Northern Ireland. Pisto will operate as 7P8AO from Asotho between October the 15th and 29th. QSL to home call HA5AO. VP6AH. Active from Pitcairn Island as VP6AH until the 25th of November. SSB in digital. QSL to the home call which is DL2AH. Awards. The Enigma Reloaded International Event. The German encryption Enigma machine that had its messages deciphered by the codebreakers at Britain's Bletchley Park played a vital role in the outcome of World War II. Now the IAIU member society, Associazione Radio Amatori Italiani, has an Enigma event to promote and commemorate the history of the famous machine. It has invited radio amateurs throughout the world to join in the event between September the 17th and October the 1st. A participant or activator station may qualify for the Enigma award that runs September 17 to 30. On the final day, October 1, registered activators will exchange predefined CW messages previously enciphered by an emulated Enigma machine. For VK1 WIA National News, I'm Felix, VK4FUQ Enningham.
Hi, I'm Brian, VK3GR with Worldwide Special Interest Group News, but first let's take a look at wireless weather. Solar Cycle 25 is a few years away. As radiation from the sun winds down, the question is whether the next cycle will be an intense one or an absence of sunspots. Statistically speaking, the current Cycle 24 is supposed to end about 11 years after the previous sunspot minimum. That was in January 2008, which means sometime in 2019. Based on that, experts are forecasting that Cycle 25 will be 2019 to 2030, with the peak likely to be in 2024. Here's the bad news. Some forecasts suggest Cycle 25 might continue the declining trend seen in the last three sunspot cycles, and be even weaker than cycle 24 with far fewer than 100 spots. None of the current forecasts suggest cycle 25 will be entirely absent, with a few holding some hope that a sunspot maximum equal to or greater than cycle 24 might be possible. Now, Worldwide Special Interest Group's final frontier. Two radio amateurs were amongst the three International Space Station crew members returned to Earth this past week. Expedition 48 Commander Jeff, KD5TVQ, Flight Engineer Oleg, RN3FU, and Soyuz Commander Alexiov Chinkin, undocked from the ISS in the Soyuz TMA-20M spacecraft, and landed in Kazakhstan a few hours later, on the morning of September 7 UTC. During their duty tours on the ISS, KD5TVQ and RN3FU participated in the amateur radio on the International Space Station program. Of course, that's ARIS. Together, the Expedition 48 crew members contributed to hundreds of experiments in biology, biotechnology, physical science and earth science aboard humanity's only orbiting laboratory, NASA said. Their return wrapped up 172 days in space for the crew since their launch in March 2016. Now onto the internet, the hams domain, and monitoring the spots. Basically, a DX cluster is sort of a chat room or BBS into which amateur DX hunters can post about DX either worked or simply heard. Many DXs monitor WebDX clusters just to learn what's on the air in that particular moment, but many others use the cluster as a watchdog to get alarmed when a particular station gets spotted on the air. Filters enable you to, as an example, get a notification when somebody from, say, ZD7 is on 20 metres using CW. Nowadays that radio interfacing is possible, it becomes very convenient to the operator to connect the DX cluster client directly to the radio, allowing to jump into the spotted frequency with a simple click. There are several DX cluster clients that run on Microsoft Windows, many within the HAMS price line. That's free. Uh, DXZone.com has a great list. Check out the link in the text edition this week. Now to Worldwide Special Interest Group's ILLW and virtually outside while Lighthouse Portable. A stalwart of the International Lighthouse and Lightship Weekend in August is the Westlakes Amateur Radio Club at the Nora Head Lighthouse on the New South Wales Central Coast. Club members have hired the Heritage-listed Lighthouse Keepers Quarters for the station VK2ATZ since 2001, but next year would have to fork out a new hefty charge, all in the name of privatisation. However, the club's September newsletter reports it has registered Nora Head for 2017, planning to use a gazebo in the car park with batteries and candles. Not much fun on a cold and windy day. Well, so far, 60 have already registered for the 20th International Lighthouse and Lightship Weekend on the 19th and 20th of August 2017. Now, continuing on, Radio Amateur's old-timers, let's hear from Ian. Hello, listeners. I am Ian, VK3JS and I am the secretary of an organization that caters for the more experienced members of our hobby, a club which we believe is somewhat unique and fills a definite niche in the amateur radio community. 
So what is the name of this club? It is the Radio Amateurs Old Timers Club of Australia. Not just a local club, but one for all experienced Australian amateur radio operators right across our vast continent. And don't let that old timers part of our club name fool you. It's not a club for elderly radio amateurs. The phrase old timers has been around as long as amateur radio and simply means a person with a lot of experience. Our emphasis is on preserving and recording the historical background to our hobby, but we embrace the future too. I take this opportunity to invite all of you to have a look at our web page, raotc.org.au, so that at least you can say that you have heard of us and know something of what we are about. Many of you probably have some interest in the past growth of our hobby, so we would love to hear from you. We would love to publish your story of your experiences in the hobby in our twice-yearly 60-page journal or on our monthly broadcasts. Of course, if you would like to join our AOTC, that would be even better. 73, and keep enjoying the hobby. Thank you, Ian. Now I've got uh, Rescue Radio, the Weissen Net. Weissen Queensland holds a net every Sunday on 7075 kHz from 8.30am. That's Saturday, 22.30 UTC. The net calls in regular stations and then invites new stations to call in. If conditions are poor on 7 meg, net controller might move around to 3600 kHz depending on how pliable the net operators are. Mix it up with other Weissen ops and call in on the net. Try also the pre-Weissen net on 20 metres. John VK4LJ Gold Coast conducts the call-in on the ANZA net frequency 14183 kHz from 8.10am. And now to worldwide special interest groups, one that caught my eye, Rota, Recipes on the Air. The worldwide recipe swapping net on 20 metres, that's 14.183 decimal megahertz, 0.630 UTC Mondays or slightly later depending on how long it takes the ANZA net to clean up. Fun on the air, swapping information about recipes and favourite ingredients. Listen for the gastronomic cue to call from Lynn VK4 SWE. Well, I'm Brian, that's all I've got. Uh, VK3GR signing off and heading to the kitchen. On the social scene as we get to the end of WIA News for another week. September 18 in VK2, it's Westlake's Amateur Radio Club's Field Day, Taralba. September 23 to 25 in VK4, Central Highlands Amateur Radio Club's AGM Weekend. September 30 to October 3, also in VK4, the Cardwell Gathering. That's over the long weekend. It's at the Beachcomber Motel. Now, till next we meet, I'm Graham VK4BB. Walk softly. From Australia, this has been VK1WIA and the weekly WIA Amateur Radio News Service. On RF, we thank our rebroadcast team and you for listening. And remember, internet streaming and text of this news is available 24-7 at wia.org.au.